Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Main of Your Own with me, Linda Moyo. And me, Claire Quonsa. And we're back. We're back, yay! Series two, hooray! (laughs) Uh, Basically, we just have got so much more to say, so we wanted to carry on. Indeed, yeah. Had a little bit of a break, uh, but now we're back with even more stuff to talk about. Yeah, what have you been up to, Claire, in this last six months? In the last, I think it was the end of the last season, actually, we talked about the fact that um, I hadn't cut my hair for a very long time. This is like a previously on me. (laughs) (laughs) But finally, the scissors have touched my hair and I've had a trim on my hair. I've had some colour put in it as well. So uh, that's mine. Did your hair give you a round of applause as that was happening? I think it did. I think it cried with happiness. (laughs) But the strange thing is actually that I do actually think my hair looks a lot healthier just from cutting off it does all the dead ends it almost feels like it looks longer in a way i don't know it just looks a lot healthier a lot stronger yeah because you think oh you know i don't want to cut off my hair because it's reached a certain length but if that length is kind of like rat tails or straggly then it's kind of pointless so yeah so yeah i'm i'm happy with that got a bit of color in it as well and i think i'm definitely going to try to cut it again one more time this year so that'll be a personal record two times in a year (laughs) i know wild (laughs) crazy wild (laughs) how about you um so yeah six months have passed so in that time i have popped out a baby (laughs) (laughs) another little boy um obviously from being pregnant i'm sure other mothers uh will identify with this my hair was like really thick and luscious Mm -hmm. and just full and yeah great um but then you have your baby and a few months after it tends (laughs) to just (laughs) go hang on a minute you know been depleted of everything so yeah it starts falling out for a lot of women and I'm experiencing that now I'd say like in the last couple of months that's been happening which is fine because I know that it will stop eventually yeah. hopefully <laughs> I don't know hair um but it's just a bit annoying at the moment because there's just like hair everywhere um in terms of like looking after it I still haven't been to the hairdressers oh. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna happen come on come on Linda um but what I did do so I think it was maybe the start of this year I I washed it and then I decided to straighten it because I wanted to do a length check and it was good because it did seem like my hair had actually grown and stuff but it did look straggly at the end and I thought it's not really going to progress with the length Mm. if I leave it so I just basically ordered some scissors off Amazon that were like sold to me as like the best scissors ever super sharp hairdresser scissors because I'll be completely honest in the past when I've ever like trimmed bits of my own hair I just yeah. sort of like use any craft yeah. scissors or anything <laughs> whatever you know you those little find. blunt primary school scissors <laughs> whatever um and it's not a good idea no. at all um you get a much better finish with proper hairdressing scissors so that's what I did gave myself a little trim happy with it um yeah I had to get my husband to like just make it straight <laughs> Uh, just straight a straight line across um so that's better than doing nothing yeah. but yeah i do i will need a proper cut at some point so yeah that's where we're at so today um i guess we're going to talk about transitioning aren't yes. we yeah because we realized didn't we we've talked about like the natural hair movement in yeah. series one but then even within the natural hair movement there's a lot of different aspects to mm. talk about and we felt that transitioning it's the start of it isn't it that yeah moment yeah, it of is. realizing you know when did that happen for you 
to be honest, I think it was quite a gradual thing, really. I think I, so I relaxed my hair for a few years from the age of about 15, 16, I think. But then um, when I was at uni, I spent a year in Spain oh. and um, finding someone to relax my hair was quite a challenge. Mm. Um, I mean, I did find a hairdresser, but then I get very, you know, protective over who touches my hair. So the <laughs> idea of this random woman putting chemicals on the hair then scared me. Mm. Um, so I actually ended up starting to have braids a lot more often um, just because it was easier and cheaper. So I don't think I made a conscious decision to say, right, I'm going to completely go natural. But then it meant that I ended up not relaxing my hair as often. Right. Um, so that was kind of a almost like the first stage of the transitioning process, just kind of not relaxing my hair as often. But then that probably meant my hair was probably in really bad condition because I'd leave it for ages. <laughs> I wasn't looking after it properly. Um, and then gradually I decided, right, I didn't really want to relax it anymore. So was completely committed to having braids and extensions and things. I really enjoyed that. So I think it's probably only really been the past maybe, what, four, five years that I've kind of consciously said, right, I am, I'm a natural and making more effort in terms of just, I guess, understanding how my hair works. Because in that previous phase, it was more a case of, I just have braids and my hair was almost like, my natural hair was almost like the in-between the braids. So Mm. I'd take the braids out, have a a week or two, just like I'd tie it back or have a few twists and stuff, knowing that I was going to have braids put in again the yeah. next few weeks so even though technically I guess my hair was natural I wasn't really looking after it or really conscious of what I was doing with my hair but then yeah a few years ago I think I might have mentioned previously that I probably realized that my older son probably just never really saw me with my natural hair anyway mm. and um or if he did he, he saw it as it was an interim hairstyle it wasn't really something that I guess I was happy with for want of a better word yeah. um so then decided you know what I might as well embrace it a bit more and as I started to see more people you know on online and on you know YouTube videos and things doing stuff with their hair I thought you know what I can give that a try so then I thought go for it and yeah. I've been going for it ever since never and looked back and never looked back <laughs> do you ever straighten it now I can't remember the last time I straightened it actually wow. I think probably about oh, maybe about oh, maybe four years ago or something yeah, probably. It's been quite a while actually since mm. I've straightened it. I don't really tend to. I mean, I'll I'll blow dry it, but I mean, blow drying it straight-ish. Yeah, but it doesn't get it kind of. Yeah, mm. but um, I mean, it's it's still a learning process. I'd say I'm still getting used to just like understanding how my hair works and the different textures and all of that yeah, stuff. I think that's it because there's so many things that you can do with yeah. your hair texture. That it's just, you're always learning and always trying new things and experimenting yeah. and whatnot. So it's, it's it's not just a case of, I think with straight hair, it's a bit more like it's straight. And you hear like a lot of friends that I've got that have got very straight hair mm. that will not curl. Yeah. They always say, oh, I wish, you know, I wish my hair would, would could go curly yeah. at least, have a bit of volume. <laughs> Wait, yeah. So um, in that sense, I think we're quite lucky that we've got options. But, you know, it's always that case of you always want what you've not yeah. got, I suppose. So what was your, your moment... It was about 15 years ago. So basically, when I when I was little, I've talked about this before, my hair was natural. My mum would plait it over and over. So it was always well looked mm. after and protected. I hit high school. My high school was white predominantly. 
and I had all these friends that had straight hair and, you know, we talked yeah. about the feathered hair and all <laughs> that. And I wanted to be like that. So the relaxer happened. Relaxed, relaxed, relaxed till, well, I carried on doing it through college. I think even when I was at university yet, yeah, I started university, yeah. I was still like basically ironing the life out of my hair. <laughs> and then what happened was in my second year of university, um, I, I actually did that second year in Australia, okay. in Sydney. And because I'd gone all the way to Sydney for a semester and um, did a bit of traveling as well. Long story short, I ended up in um, Los Angeles. Now, a girl that I'd met, who's one of my best friends now, she is from L.A., and her then boyfriend uh, was living there and he was like, well, if you're going to stop by, you know, come and see me mm. and I'll show you around and all this stuff. He's a dancer on music videos and things like that and basically very well connected. So through one of his dancer friends, she was like, oh, you should go and see my hairdresser because I got talking about hair with her, okay. obviously. <laughs> and uh, basically this woman that I met, this hairdresser out in L.A., she did me the best weave I've ever yeah. had in my life. Like, it was incredible. I think I've said before, she's the yeah. woman that did Aaliyah's hair. So I was blown away by this amazing, flat, silky, long weave. And then, so then what naturally happened was I just kept wearing weaves. Mm -hmm. So whilst I was wearing weaves, I didn't really want to spend the money. Exactly. On, um, on relaxer. I didn't see the need if it's covered up anyway. And actually, for the weave, um, the hairdresser had said to me, you know, you just need to relax the T-shape. Yeah. So the bit across your like hairline front, across the front yeah. and then the T-shape going back in the middle for your parting to cover it up. So I would just relax that bit. But then what was happening was I'd take the weave out and like where all the tracks had been would be really thick roots. Yeah. And then this T-shape <laughs> was really straight. So I was thinking, well, how long can I go on like this? It's a bit weird. Like I'll always have to wear the weave or I'll have to have a relax those bits or grow the other bits out. And it all just became a bit complicated. So I just started to kind of look and examine my own hair that was growing back a bit more and realised how like bouncy and full of life it was. And I just sort of thought, you know what? I don't even really know what yeah. my own hair's like. And maybe I don't need to keep spending money on relaxer. Maybe I could just do something different. I won't know until I try. There was no movement at that stage. There yeah. was no one really talking about it, but I just thought I'd do it. Um, and I think the reason that I felt that that would be okay to do it and sort of acceptable in society, because, mm. you know, that's all the kind of peer pressure that I'd been around, I suppose, um, was because I knew that I could just do weaves. Yeah. So it was going... You know you had something you could go yeah. back to. So it was going natural, but I was never really going to wear it out. I was just not relaxing it because I didn't need to, because it was covered up. So that's basically what happened. I just kept wearing weaves all the time. And then uh, when I got bored of the weaves eventually, and my hair was like half and half, so half roots and half <laughs> limp, lifeless ends, I eventually, when it got to like, a, it was long enough, what I considered long enough, I then just chopped the ends off. Yeah, and you chopped it yourself. Yeah. Wow. So big chop, but not a big chop for me because... <laughs> I would personally I would say a big chop is pretty much when you're like bald yeah going right the way down <laughs> yeah I wasn't brave enough to do that and I'm, I kind of wish I had have been in a way yeah because I don't think I'll ever I will ever do that now or I won't ever have I won't ever need to because you know my hair's all natural, all natural now anyway now. and it's quite long so I don't know how long it took me to get it this long so I probably wouldn't chop it all off again but I do think oh gosh when I was like 21 I could have just done I feel it like it's something, yeah maybe at that age I'm probably, I probably I probably yeah. could have done you feel yeah. so I mean I've got a friend that um recently actually 
did a big chop and she she did it herself and then had to go to get it <laughs> tidied up professionally but um when she said that she did it she said she just felt like almost free. really free mm. um and it was just a really strange moment she, said she just felt really really happy doing it she hadn't, i don't think she'd planned to do it that particular day but she just decided to to go for it and do it and just felt really really good about it afterwards and now that her hair's growing she said it's almost like um like a new relationship almost like mm learning about her hair and understanding it and watching it grow she's really really enjoying it and i just yeah. think it's an amazing thing to watch um yeah i'm not brave enough to, to do that <laughs> considering it takes me three years just to get an inch cut off. yeah that's it. yeah yeah but yeah but that, that, that's the thing we talk about big chop as in a transitioning thing but i wonder how many women do the big chop and stick with that mm. actually like you know you look around now at celebrities and you know people in the public eye there are a few more than I can remember when I was younger. Women definitely have just got like a really Afro. short hair, yeah, or a TWA, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those. I wish I'd have just done it, but <laughs> it's never going to happen now. I don't but, think so. But um, you're happy now that you are part yeah. of Team Natural. Oh yeah, yeah. It's for me, and I, I feel I almost feel a little bit silly because now I think, why did I ever relax my hair? I really didn't need to. Because, I mean, I've got obviously got mixed race hair and my hair can straighten. I can yeah. straighten it without chemicals. It doesn't stay for very long. But in terms of that silky look, it can look like mm. that if I want it to. It takes a bit more effort. And I just think using relaxer was lazy. But then it's all we knew. And actually, maybe it's also because back, you know, when I was younger, the tools weren't as good. So there was yeah. no GHD. Exactly. You know. I was using those babbleless steam straighteners. <laughs> we know what steam Ooh. does to our hair. <laughs> it doesn't straighten it. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's reasons, isn't there, I think. But um, I like to think that now, you know, w- w- girls that are mixed race or black, like, should feel like they can have it straight if they want. They can have a straightened look. And that that's enough. And it doesn't have to be permanent. Yeah, exactly. Me, I think that's the versatility makes is what makes it so much fun. And that's what's great about Afro hair, isn't it? Knowing yeah. that it can be versatile. So yeah, you're right. Being able to straighten it whenever you want to, whether that's for a special occasion or just to do something different, yeah. do it. But knowing that actually, if you get a bit of water or steam on it, you can always change yeah. and, and do something else. That's it. So just what like for me it's what what mood I feel like I'm in mm. or whatever you know my hair's such a big part of that so yeah having options is good one tip I do have actually for anybody that is um trying to transition and they don't want to do the big 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 chop one thing that I found really really good was um so when I had like my big spongy curly roots and quite still quite a bit of the straight ends and I wanted to wear it curly but my straight ends wouldn't really curl the mm. same way I got a load of those perm rods. Okay. You know, the really thin ones yeah. when you actually go and have a perm. And I used those, so I would put some product through my hair and then curl them up in the perm rods, like you're having a perm, and sleep with it like that. Yeah. And wake up the next day and take those out. And it, I felt that the per, the thinness of a perm rod mimicked your sort of natural curl a bit better. And then also, like, you know, when your natural curl started to come through in your roots, you, yeah. you wouldn't sort of see it as obviously. So that was quite good. So not big bouncy curls or anything like that, but just small little tight ones. Um, and I did that quite a bit, actually. And that got me kind of used to the idea of my That's hair is going to be like this. Yeah. So, yeah. And how have you found the process of, I guess, finding the products that you like? Because that's something that I think probably for anybody that is considering transitioning or going through that process, I think the products is a, 
that's a key part of it as well. Yeah, it's a massive. lot of experimentation. Yeah, because this is it. If you've had relaxed hair, or you you'll have been using different products totally. altogether. Yeah, like the absolute opposite types of products. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I did a lot of YouTubing mm-hmm. um, and research. Probably it wasn't even YouTube back then so much, but more just a few blogs. Yeah, or talking to people that you know just around me. It's a lot easier now, I think, because Definitely. there's so much more conversation about it. Yeah, I think sharing tips is what we're getting better at. Yeah, definitely. And that was actually, you know, something we kind of touched on uh, in our New Year's resolutions podcast was kind of, you know, complimenting each other more definitely. and just talking it more. And, you know, it's not like a, a secret anymore, <laughs> our hair. So, yeah. But I think with that as well, with the product side of things, it's being prepared for the fact that not all products will work for you. Yeah. Because I know that, you know, sometimes you'll see somebody do something with their hair like, oh my gosh, that's amazing because if you use this new conditioner or gel or whatever it is, you get excited and you'll buy it. You try to do the same thing with your hair and it just doesn't work. And I think I've I've learned throughout the process as well that that will happen because some products just don't work well for my hair or even certain ingredients as well. I mean, Mm. I know there's some people who say they really don't like having coconut in their hair. It just doesn't work for them. Whereas some people say they love it and, Mm. you know, various other ingredients and things that... You just you just start to to learn. You have to have a play around with it, don't you? Yeah. Do you think you've spent more money on your hair since going natural or less? Mm. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm not sure. I probably spend more than I thought I would. I think in my head, I probably thought that's it. I'm natural now. You know, all I need is just me and my afro comb, <laughs> ride or die. Yeah, that's right. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. You do have to buy the in order to keep your hair healthy. Yeah, I do need to spend money on products and things. And um, obviously, given that I don't go to the hairdressers that often, I don't spend that much money. Yeah. But um, I th- I'd say I spend more than I thought I would. Probably not as much as when I was relaxing it. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure actually. I think I definitely spend less now. I'd say weave life was the one that cost me. Yeah, because with weave. Me personally, I was like, it has to be human hair, you know, it's got to be... Yeah, human hair! Remy, oh my gosh, yeah. Malaysian, whatever. That's, yeah, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I was the same. Wavy. I was the same, yeah. yeah. I loved my human hair. I think I, I wouldn't like to look back and add up the amount I spent on oh, human man. hair sewed into my own hair. Which when I say it out loud, it sounds I'm looking mad. at the hair on your head as well, I'm like, you have so well, much I hair. know, why do you need to do that? <laughs> I know, but I was obsessed with that look and... Yeah. I probably, I think I could have at one point had a walk-in wardrobe for hair, <laughs> you know, just hanging up like curtains. But we are where we are now. Yeah. We've gone through that process and I think it's been, you know. That's it. it is, it's, it's a total process. And I think, you know, they say that, you know, you learn about yourself in school and college and mm. uni, finding yourself. And in terms of a visual, definitely my hair was the thing that changed dramatically and it was specifically after uni. And I think that's because... I was sort of out in the world by myself, making my own choices, not based on the kind of peer groups, I mm. suppose. Not that anyone ever said, you should wear your hair straight. Exactly. It's just something within Sometimes me that I was feel feeling. To fit in, yeah, you which have is to crazy do that. because, you know, I know probably most of my friends I went to school with would have said to me, wear your hair like yeah. that, you know. But something within me that was like, I just want to be like you. Yeah. Which is yeah. so sad, but that's the way it was. But yeah, as an adult, coming into adulthood it was when I just thought no I want to do this I want to yeah be free yeah so no I think the same sometimes yeah, you have to wonder I feel like I'm definitely more comfortable and confident 
in terms of who I am and with my hair. I don't mm. know if it's that, you know, if my hair, having natural hair has made me more confident or just being more confident, being more mature has then resulted in me feeling Yeah, and caring with less about... Yeah, what other people think. Yeah. We've got our guest today, Jade Burt, because you're now married, but you might know her as Jade Thompson from when she won Britain and Ireland's Next Top Model in 2011, Series 7. And for those who weren't too familiar with the show, the judges included Elle McPherson, Julia MacDonald. Jade won a contract with Models 1 as the winner, fashion spread and cover in Company Magazine, a Revlon contract, a campaign with Miss Selfridge, holiday to Jamaica, (laughs) a car... And you were just 20 years old. Yeah. So we're eight years on from that now. And uh, just to sort of sum things up, um, Jade has sort of stepped out of the limelight and the model industry. She's got married, graduated, had a baby. And I guess I'd sum it up as that you've kind of grown into a woman now and you can kind of reflect on that whole whirlwind experience. So Jade, welcome. Can you sum it all up? Oh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, that's basically what happened. I took a bit of time off to kind of get back to my normal self. Being a 20-year-old and then winning a TV show and having to move to London and be on your own and be a model, which I didn't really know how to be mm. a model. Um, it was quite hard, to be honest. There were really good times, but there was also times where I struggled and I wanted to just have a normal job and fit in like everybody else. So... I just thought it would be best to take a bit of time away and kind of go and do things that I wanted to do that weren't about the way I looked for once. So that's what I did. And along with that, I sorted out my damaged hair. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I guess what was it like working as a model with your hair type? In you know, I know you're still modelling now and we'll come to that, but back then, as things were... Nobody really knew how to handle my hair, neither did I. So I was going to jobs with my hair already straightened because I worried about them not being able to do it. So right, I'll just get it straight so it doesn't take hours and we can just start and nobody's waiting for me. Um, and I wouldn't just say it was the industry's issue, it was mine as well, my own issue with myself and my hair. I wasn't comfortable, I never had been, so I was just straightening it like everybody else. Um, and they just followed suit with that, really. And I think that a lot of hairstylists didn't really know how to handle it. So they just kind of went with however I turned up with it. They just style it from that. Right. Um, and obviously you're having your hair done every day, so it is getting damaged. If I ever did go in, it was, you know, wet. Um, it wouldn't be blow-dried first. It would, you know, it'd be sizzling kind of to get it straight or it'd be sizzling to wow. curl it as well because they would tongue it sometimes as well if they wanted that yeah. that curly look because my hair was ruined, it, it wouldn't curl. Um, so were you doing that pretty much, I guess, every, every day. day? Yeah. Um, they did get to a point towards the end where I, I was curling it myself, but again, it wasn't naturally curling. So I was tonguing it. So it was just the same as straightening it every day. <laughs> if not worse, because I wasn't fully blow-drying it before I was tonguing it, so it was kind of a bit wet and mm, yeah. sizzling on the chopstick. So. I think there's quite a misconception as well with Afro hair that because 
often, you know, obviously we'll talk about our hair in a minute, but like, you know, our hair can be quite big and look really thick and luscious and full, that it's really, really strong hair. And actually, I think it's quite the opposite. It's very, yeah. very fragile. And every time it coils round, it creates a weak point mm. for every bend of the hair. So, um, yeah, you have to be really delicate with it. And like you say, you know, hairdressers don't <laughs> necessarily get that. No, and I, and I didn't get that either, to yeah. be honest. Um, I used to look at other girls and think, they straighten the hair every day. Why is why have they still got curly hair? Why mm. is mine just not curling? But everybody's hair is different and mine just couldn't handle what I was doing to it at all. And what was it like, Your what was your hair like when you were a kid? So my mum's white and my dad's black, both from um, Britain. Um, my hair was wild <laughs> it was like it was dre- it felt like it was like in dreads most of the time um really frizzy not as defined curls mm. i think that was probably because there wasn't a lot of products out yeah. yeah um but my cousins always did my hair so it was in pretty good condition it was braided came road um you know even hot combed at some oh, at some yeah. point so that's that's not great but it was always kind of looked after and it was really really long I never, ever went to hairdressers. I don't think I got it cut until I was about 11. I literally... That's common. common Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so that was when I was younger. And as as I left Wolverhampton where I was born and I left kind of a lot of um, my black family behind and went to Stoke, which is predominantly white, um, there was no shops that sold my hair products. There was nobody that I was looking at around me that had my hair, so... Yeah, definitely my hair. Did that impact you in terms of how you felt about your hair then kind of moving to an area where there weren't many people that would have had hair like yours? Yeah, definitely. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't like it that much because it was ginger as well. So Mm. I got picked on. Um, But I was kind of okay with it because there was a lot of girls that I hung around with that had similar hair textures to me. Whereas when I went to Stoke, there was probably one more girl in my year at school and she was straightening her hair so I was like oh I want I want to do, to do that the same. yeah um and and then when I straightened it and it was really long because it was long curly yeah when I straightened it it was long I was like oh, loving life <laughs> so yeah that was the start of that so how long were you straightening your hair for then it sounds like you're doing um, quite a long time yeah from the age of probably 11 when I moved to Stoke to about two years ago wow was that chemically yeah. straightened or just the I chemically straightened it about three times. Okay. Twice was just um, like a child's one and it was mm-hmm. fine. It handled that quite well. It was still curly, but it was just easier to blow dry. But the third time I actually, my cousin couldn't do it and I had to ask my stepsister and I had to get the relaxer and I just picked <laughs> up any mm-hmm. and it was an adult's one because I can remember her putting it on and it was like burning like oh, wow. pretty much. Yeah after a couple of minutes and she was like no no that's fine like this doesn't normally happen Uh, (laughs) and so yeah I mean it was great after it was the straightest it had ever been but it just slowly broke off and so from then I just let it grow back but I I still blow dried it but it used to go pretty straight blow dried so I didn't really need to relax it. Mm. Um, One of just picking out a quote actually from your blog because you did a piece called um, model or modification yeah which was great but you said, my hair is always straight and my waist is tiny and that equals getting more work and more money. Just reinforcing that the natural raw me is not good enough. It doesn't sell, but the thinner me does. The natural raw you, is that you now? Yeah, definitely. Yeah? Yeah. And like, what what sort of specific encounters did you have that made you feel that way? I've been to jobs where they've been like, you know, we want it, like all the kind of briefs have been pictures of me with straight hair and I've gone with my hair wet yeah. and it's a little bit 
looks a little bit kinky and they've like, you know, it's not like this on the pictures. They almost (laughs) expect me to just have naturally straight hair. And I've also been to jobs where they've kind of been like, you know, we need to dull down your freckles. We need to, you need to be a bit thinner. So all those things, when I was doing a lot of that, I was working a lot. So then that to me was like, this is what they want. So you go along with it? So you go along with it. Not all the time, but there were definitely times where they used to be scared. They used to look at my hair and think, oh, we didn't book you for that. You know, I hope this will straighten. And lots of extensions were clipped in and, you know, stuff like that. So that I think that just reinforces the side of you that's thinking, no, this is better. Even if part of you's thinking, I'd love my curly hair. When you're constantly going to jobs and they're making it straight... And they've got all references of straight, yeah. you with straight hair. It's I think that's just, I don't know, it kind of makes you think that's better. Yeah. And that was my experience, really. And what at what point did you decide, actually, then, you want to be the real raw you then? Yeah, I think it was about probably two years before I actually did anything about it. <laughs> I started going on YouTube and just watching loads of hair tutorials. Yeah. Um, but I actually did a... Um, job for Avalon okay um and my hair was ruined at that point and they just couldn't get it curly with the products really? and but I don't think anything would have got my hair curly at that point and so it was a, it was really yeah yeah and I was looking around and obviously it was all other mixed race and black models we were all doing the show together and their hair was just going curly at how it should do and mine was just limp and just completely straight I thought, no, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need to kind of get it sorted out. But then, you know, bef- not before the wedding, because I couldn't possibly get married with stri- with, with, <laughs> with curly hair, hair, which yeah. I totally regret. But I'm, I'm exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah. So then I waited again, like another year, because I was getting married. So I was like, right, after, after the wedding, I'm going to like start wearing it, you know, throw the straighteners away and start wearing it's it strange, curly. So we have that conversation yeah. now, yeah. I kind of look back and think, I probably would have liked to have my natural yeah. hair to my wedding. You know, like, I feel like, yeah, you know, yeah I wish I had done. You know what I feel like a little bit? Like, I, I don't, I, it's not entirely like I wish I was born a different generation, <laughs> but I do feel like I was almost born a bit too early to be appreciated in a way. Yeah, definitely. Um, because, yeah, I did the same. I straightened my hair for my wedding. In the past, when I was younger, I did little bits of modelling and stuff as well, but I just didn't think it was my time. I'm not saying I would have made it like to the levels that you obviously have. But even back then for me, it was just, I, I don't really belong here. I'm not yeah. the right shape. I've not got the right hair. Um, and just sort of similar kinds of things to what you're saying. So it's a shame, but I guess we are where we are. And do you think that now it's different? I'm hoping it's different, but I totally <laughs> do relate to that yeah. in terms of modelling because I think as part of our genes as well, we're not like really stick thin with mm. no legs or bum or boobs. or You know, we've got, yeah. even if we are thin... We've still got something that, yeah, Yeah. we've still got curves. And you do feel like maybe I felt like that time, like no one was ready for me. Like I I was too early to that scene. Whereas Mm. I think now this is just from the outside looking in. It looks more accepting. Like there are models that are a bit different that are getting bigger campaigns and even kind of just, you know, like Tesco and stuff like that I would never have got before is a potential to get now or well, like Primark for instance like I go in there and see that they're using black models and mixed race yeah. models whereas you know eight years ago they, they weren't um, but only time will tell because and do you think it's I guess it's hard to like say time will tell because we don't know if yeah, some of this is kind of just because it's a trend yeah. the whole yeah. diversity trend so they want to show different mm. shades different sizes 
and we don't know what will happen in a few years' time, you know, once yeah, they've got bored of it, hopefully yeah. they won't, and people, yeah. you know, actually start to yeah. you know, continue to celebrate the way, yeah. you know, people look. I don't think it'll change massively. I don't think it's changed massively now. There'll still be one or two black or mixed race or Asian models yeah. and a, an array of white models in a catwalk show or anything else. Um, but it's it's taking steps in the right direction. But, you know, is it just a trend? We'll see. Yeah. During your days, um, early early days of your modelling career, I know you mentioned that there weren't many hairdressers that knew what to do with your hair, but there were every, every now and then there might have been the odd person that knew what to do with Afro hair. Who were they? Um, so Michelle Thompson, she's Afro hairdresser, and um, Michelle Sultan as well. I think Michelle Sultan does Malby's hair at the moment and Alicia Dixon. Okay. So at the time, I don't think she was doing celebrities. She was just doing shoots. Yeah. So I had quite a few shoots with Michelle Thompson. Sometimes her hair was straight, but again, it was done properly. Yeah. Um, she knew what to do yeah, with it. Yeah, there was no sizzling yeah. or anything. <laughs> um, or, you know, sometimes she'd braid it and then she'd put weave over the top so that it wasn't getting okay. um, damaged. And then with Michelle Sultan, again, I think my hair was actually straight with hair pieces in. But it was just that knowledge on how to handle my hair without it being ruined. And I yeah. could rock up with it wet and not worry that it was going to get damaged. Um, but yeah, um, those are the two that stood out for me. And then there was a few others that were kind of surprising that I didn't expect to know, which is probably my own kind of me judging as, you know, a white hairdresser thinking, yeah. oh, they're not going to know. Mm-hmm. But actually, some of them were really good. I can't remember specific names, but some really did know what they were doing. Um, but that that is few and far between, really. And do you think, obviously, now you, I guess you're kind of going back into the industry. Do you think that that's changed much compared to seven, eight years ago? Do you think uh, there are more hairdressers now that are doing shoots and things that know what to do with different yeah. types of hair? And there's a lot of makeup artists that are doing hair as well, and they okay. seem to be kind of okay at transitioning to both i worked with um caroline menx last week and she's predominantly a makeup artist but she did my hair as well i went with it like this but it was a bit more wet so it was curly Mm. but it was kind of half diffused and she diffused the rest and she had an afro comb and she picked it out and she made it look really good to the point where i was like how do i do that like (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think it has changed i think it's probably always got room for improvement but you can see that as the modelling industry uses more Mm. um, models with Afro hair, that makeup artists and hairdressers are having to adjust to the hair and the skin. So it's definitely making steps in the right direction. And if you turned up to a casting or a shoot or whatever now, um, in the frame of mind that you are now, and they're like, yep, great, you've got the job, but we're going to strain your hair, would that be a massive no-no for you or...? I think as a model, there's only to a certain point where you can be like, no, I think... If it's a test shoot or it's low paid, then you could probably be like, mm, I'm not sure. Um, but or you could always blow dry it yourself so you know it's been done properly, yeah. I suppose, before you yeah. get there. Um, but if it was a paid job, then you've got, you, you are a mannequin in a way. You have got mm-hmm. to kind of do what they want because it's their brand. Yeah. But that wouldn't be something that I'd want to be doing every time, time. and it wouldn't be something I'd be consciously straightening my hair for mm. because I know there's been times where for instance I did a catwalk for um I think it was Cosmopolitan they did a little catwalk and they actually wanted when I got there she was like oh keep her hair curly and that put dread <laughs> it I was like curly no I don't want it curly. so I was imposing it sometimes yeah. I'm not going to pa- 
pass the blame on the the industry because sometimes it was me mm. and I'd be like, no, no, I'd feel better in myself if my hair was straight. And now I look back and I think, Jade, <laughs> that's really interesting, isn't yeah. it? Because I guess in a lot of these conversations, we we get the impression that it's always about the industry, the industry. Yeah. But I guess if people aren't, if models aren't feeling confident enough in themselves yeah. to actually have their hair natural, then yeah, and my hair wasn't natural. That's why I felt yeah. like it was so damaged yeah. that what they're going to have to curl it anyway. Do they know that they've got to curl it all? That it's not just going to go wet and yeah. go like this because I've ruined it. So there was that as well, not feeling that my hair was good enough yeah. in its natural form. Um, I can remember going to New York and I touched on this in the blog post and I stayed with a friend um, and went, went went round to all the agencies. And prior to that, I got there the, like a couple of days before and she'd said she goes to, I think it was Hispanic hairdressers, just in her, in, in her area where she lived. And she said, you know, it's not expensive. It mm. is just really kind of, they just do Hispanic hair, but they'll know how to do your hair and they get it really straight. Yeah. So I was really excited. Mm. And I can remember going there and it was burning my scalp oh. so much, but I was just, you know, I just dealt <laughs> with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my neck was all rigid. I was like, oh, but I just kept doing it because I thought you need it straight to go into these agencies because yeah. you will not get signed with curly hair. Wow which I actually think might have been, I'm sure it was a lot of other things. I don't think I was right for the time then, but I think that would have been one of the catalysts that it just made me blend in a little bit, even though I looked so different. Mm. It would have been better to go with a big afro. And even my friend told me that. She was like, why don't you just go with it curly? But because I had so many complexes in my own self, I just went with it straight, Mm. which is another regret as well, really. So I think moving forward, I'm going to go to every casting with my hair big and curly. And they can see how it looks straight in books. And if that's what they really want to do, then fine. Then fine. Are you still in touch with any of the other girls from the show? Yeah, um, I've still got a lot of them on Instagram and Facebook, but I speak to Imogen, who I think she came fourth. And we were really close on the mm. show. And I speak to Uffama. Okay. So she actually went really early. I don't know why, because she's stunning. Yeah. Um, so I speak to her and she's kind of gone through a bit of a process herself and loving herself through who she is and her skin yeah. colour and her hair type. And now she's actually got, I think she has her hair shaved around the sides and then she's got a natural hair, but wow. she was, you know, she used to relax it to mm. all the time yeah. because that's how she, so it's nice to see that she's gone through a bit of a epiphany herself as well. Um, but the show was hard for models like, you know, black models and mixed race models it was because there was one or two of you and... Mm. There was a lot of white models and I don't know, it was just your figures were different, your skin colours were different, your hair was different and you weren't at that point in your life where you were accepting it. So it's you kind of just go with the flow of what Mm. everyone else is doing. Mm. Although on the show there was a a guy called Vernon Francis. He does um, a lot of celebrities' hair in America now. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. 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 Instagram. He actually did... I think he did one of the challenges with us. I, th- I don't know if it was aired on the show, whether it was just like aired as a clip on the website, but we had to do a catwalk with him. But he came in at the perfect time because he was like, you, obviously he's ginger as well. <laughs> yes. So he was like, you can do this kind of thing. And he gave me that boost. And he said, you know, wear your hair curly and stuff like that. So that was a kind of little seed. Yeah. Um, but then obviously I didn't see him throughout my career. So that kind of goes away. Um, but yeah, I think having those those people that push you forward as well in the industry to kind of be different does help, even if it takes a few years for it to sink in. Mm -hmm. Would you do reality TV again? 
No, never. 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 <laughs> I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, give you a call. No. Do you know what, actually? That's probably the only one that I would do because... Because you could be all natural in the jungle. Yeah. yeah. Although, I'd, I've actually thought, like, you're only allowed one thing. I, I, could go, I could go for a pot of that Cantu curling cream. Because <laughs> I did think, like, what did Fleuris do? Yes. And do you know what? I yeah, but her hair looked really good. Her hair always looked amazing. I, I think, yeah, I, I think she think must have had some help. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're entirely like, surviving, yeah. are they? In the yeah. Jungle? Well, my friend James, he, he cut my hair recently and he I think he does a lot with her as well. Okay. And he said that she just took a tub of like a mixture of leave-in and curl cream oh, okay. and then just used Little that. Cocktail. But I don't know, that's going to run out at some point with a lot of hair. So I don't know. Surely they've got to give you some more. They must have done. But yeah, that's probably the only show I would do, <laughs> but I'm not a celebrity, so... <laughs> I'm not going to get picked for that, but no, I wouldn't do a reality TV show again. And I wouldn't change that I have done it because I think it's part of my journey yeah. and all the great things that come from it. But at the same time, as a 20-year-old, it's very... I mean, as a 28-year-old, it'd be hard, but as a 20-year-old, not really knowing who you are, mm-hmm. it, it was very hard, very. Because I can remember in school, actually, talking about something else, where because you, you were on about it on one of your podcasts, where you kind of hide from your friends when you're doing your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Or just anything, and I used to be like that. I used to go in my friend's bathroom before because we'd go like um like an under 18s yeah. night on a Tuesday, or whatever, and I'd go sneak off into a bathroom and slather my hair in gel, kind of thing. But never do it in front of anyone because you don't want them to be like, "Why are you putting all, all that in your hair? It's, it's greasy. Like greasy." So it seems a bit odd because like you need a towel. Like, don't all your hair's coming hair. out everywhere, exactly. all in the sink. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Something worse than that. When I first met my husband and we stayed over at a friend's house and I've not stayed anywhere with him before. So, and back then I hadn't like weave, totally iron straight. I would never dream of wearing my hair like this. And I got up really early, like 5am or something, got out of bed, brushed it all down, you know, and and then kind of went back and put my head on the pillow like... (laughs) Oh, literally, that is what you have it's to do, just though. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? I like if you had, if I'd had my hair done because I used to sometimes get it like yeah, hot combed straight and to sleep. I'd almost like sleep sitting up yeah. because I don't want to put my headscarf yeah, on because yeah. obviously he doesn't want to see me with a headscarf. No. But I'd like you know, you kind of half lying down but half yeah, you know, your neck, your neck hurts the next day. <laughs> what are you both like now with them? Oh. <laughs> Headscarf every night, yeah. Headscarf, yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and it's weird because they don't, they it. don't flinch. No. They do not bat an eyelid no. because they're just well, used to it. What does your husband think of your hair? He loves it like this. He always used to say, like, wear it curly for the wedding. Like, why oh, don't you wear it curly? Yeah. So, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah, but you, you don't listen. Thinking that they you do not listen at all. Society, yeah. Yeah. It is, and that's yeah. what that's you said. What we're told. You said before about um, looking at who you've got around yeah. you and that's it isn't it basically yeah. because that can make such a massive difference when you're listening to the people that actually don't matter yeah, and have definitely. such a negative effect so. definitely and Thanks people do you know I've had it in the workplace where um I had a guy come up to me and and my hair wasn't even like in this condition it was like semi-damaged at this point but I was just still trying to rock it out sometimes yeah. or like I'd wet it and look nice in the morning and then I'd go to work with my hair down and then I'd have to put it up because as it dried it went <laughs> um but at this point it was like first thing in the morning and I was like brave enough to go in and he came up to me he's like did you wake up late today and I didn't get it I was wow. like what are you on about and he was like your hair and I was so defensive I was like no it grows like this because I'm mixed race this is how it grows yeah. out of my head my dad's black by the way and his face went bright red. And he was like, I, I was only saying it because I've got no hair and, you know, tried to make a joke yeah, out of it. But he knew, yeah. he knew, 
he'd said something that was yeah. offensive to me and it was funny because my friend she was she's a black woman she the only black woman there and I was one of the only mixed yeah. race girls there and she looked over at me and just nodded <laughs> she just and we both no, knew we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk to us about your transitioning are we calling it transitioning yeah, <laughs> yeah my friends all laughed at that one I was like transi- <laughs> hashtag transitioning hair they were like what what have you got in your hair <laughs> I was like, no, I'm transitioning to a natural hair. They're like, yeah, we don't get it. So, yeah, so for tr- I guess transitioning, some people, that means chopping it all off, starting again. Some people like me grew it and ch- chopped the relaxed ends off slowly because I wasn't brave enough. Mm. Um, what what are you doing? What, what does transitioning mean for you? So I basically just stopped using heat, but I had about an inch of curl and the rest was just straight. So it was just burning it for ages. Again, I didn't want a big chop because I would have been pretty much bald. So I just kept doing that for a while and using the right hair products, even though obviously the ends were just straight. I still kept putting Shea Moisture in and Cantu um, and just seeing that little curl and thinking, yes. Yes, it's coming. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I had a little trim, but I just left it to grow out and did it slowly. And then I got pregnant and I think I was maybe, my hair, the curly hair was just past me jaw like wasn't very um long at all but the top was really short so like the bottom had grown all out but the top was still really straight because obviously that's the part yeah. you blow dry a lot Most, yeah. so it kind of looked curly but then all that was straight yeah. on top and one day I was just like I've had enough of this and I went on YouTube and I just saw that some girls were just pulling strands mm. and just cutting where the straight bits yeah. were and I don't know whether it was because I was hormonal <laughs> I was just like that just cutting away um and i'm when i do the blog i'm gonna upload the picture and there's just a pile of like straight hair on my dressing table a big pile i looked at it i thought what have i done but at the time i was just going for it and i just i just had enough of curly and straight so i was had enough of the two textures um and how did you feel once you chopped it all i felt really good actually i washed it put all the cantu in and it was all curly um and it kind of looked okay when it was wet But when it dried, it looked like a mullet. So it was really long because I didn't really have to cut the bottom bit because all that was curly. So that stayed long. And then the top bit was really short. (laughs) But again, I thought, I'm not really doing anything. I'm pregnant. I'm not at work anymore. It was like the last stages. Just kept French plaiting it for a couple of months. And then I went to my friend and he was like, what have you done? He (laughs) kind of tried to cut it a little bit more rounder. Um, and then since then, I've just left it and it's kind of growing. It's not the shape I want it to be yet, but it's growing. It looks great. Into it looks the, great. Yeah, yeah. I think I want length, but that's uh, that's another story. Well, we <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. I you get a bit of length and you just want more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, it looks fab. It really does. Um, so what is what? how do you look after it now? Um, so I just wash it once a week. Yeah. Um, sometimes less than that yeah um and i was saying earlier on like i'm at the point now where i'm just using one product like i'm just using everything cantu i'm like the cantu queen at the moment Mm -hmm. because it's just working (laughs) but i think i'm ready to probably try other things now but i'm just literally deep treatment wash condition and then leave-in kill cream and oil so i'll do like the alcio or the lock method um and then i either leave it to air dry or if i'm in a rush or i've got like a shoot or something then i'll i'll diffuse it but with cold air and it sounds like now you know you've got your routine you know what to do to look after it has that taken you has that taken some time to kind of learn how to work with your hair and what products work well and even the order of products to definitely a lot of youtube um videos and 
only recently have I started wearing it down, which is crazy, really. Mm. It's it's all curly now, so I'm like, yeah, wear it down. But you, I was still scared, so I just kept putting it in a yeah. bun or a pineapple. I don't know why. But recently I've just started wearing it down, so that's a whole different ball game then of the next day yeah. when it's like not how not it was the day great. before. Yeah. So then I'm like, well... <laughs> You know, sometimes when I'm, because I'm only just really learning now this last couple of months, I was like re-washing it again and thinking, well, I only wash my hair once a week and I'm washing it loads now. So Mm. that's not good. So now I'm just kind of spraying it down with a water bottle and just putting a bit more of the product in and it's turning out all right. Do you find it shrinks? Yeah. Like this will get, this will get shorter and shorter unless I keep, (laughs) keep pulling it out. So yeah. Yeah. So um, in terms of, I guess your, you know, you know what you're doing with your hair now what else do you want to do with it in terms of looking ahead have you got like a a goal for your hair yeah um I want it to just keep growing I don't think I'm gonna get it cut for like a long time now like I'm not gonna I'm just gonna leave it and just see what happens and just keep looking after it but I also for myself want to learn how to like plait it and French plait it and braid it because I can't do any of that so it's constantly either asking my sister to do it or (laughs) going driving to Wolverhampton for my stepsister to put it into box braids and I want to maybe spend some time learning how to do that. So obviously you've got um, a little boy What's his hair like? Uh, he's just got a tiny little tuft at the top, but it's curly. <laughs> so it was straight when he was born. It's only just started curling. And you have a lot of people that are like, where are the curls? Yeah. <laughs> and he's quite pale as well. So it was like, wow, he's pale and he's got straight hair. What's going on? <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so I used to get quite defensive about that. He's got like one freckle on his lip oh. because we went on holiday and he got it. But I think I didn't get freckles till I was like eight. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, oh. But his hair, I started curling. I put a little bit of Cantu Kids in the yeah. top and it goes really tight so I'm excited because that's another like challenge in itself isn't it yeah yeah but see I feel like I'm ready for that now because I've learned how to look after mine so Mm. I should be all right with his we'll see do you think having a child has sort of contributed to this change in the way you're thinking about how you want to sort of be in yourself massively I feel like I'm going through like an, an epiphany yeah while I've been off on maternity leave just about what I want to do as a job and who I want to surround myself with and just everything really. And also obviously my hair. Um, But when I go back to work, because I'm only going to be modelling part-time, when I do go back to work, I am just going to go in with my hair like this. You'll be more confident about it. Like just, you know, go in, start as I mean to go on. So get all the comments and then people will get used to it then. So yeah, definitely. I've had a big shift in how I'm thinking and I do feel better about it. Amazing. That's good. That's good. Did and how have other people reacted to your hair now? So I guess people that have known you for a long time. Yeah. Um, people that have, no- have known me for a long time have just been like, they knew I had this hair yeah. already. So they've just been like, oh, yeah, it's nice to see you wearing it down. And my mum's like, oh, your spirals are back. And oh. everyone's really happy about it. It's probably people that have only known me since I've been straightening my mm. hair that are like, oh, have the comments to say like, oh, can't believe your hair's like, how have you done that? And all kind of stuff like that. So everyone's been really accepting, to be honest. Great. It's been good. It's interesting as well, because obviously before this interview, um, I was researching a bit about your background and things. And when you Google you, um, on Google Images, all the pictures are straight. Yeah. 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 And that must be weird now. Like, Yeah, it doesn't look like me. It doesn't feel well, it like It looks like a different it person. Yeah. It does. It yeah. yeah. does. Yeah. And you look, I don't know. Obviously... You, a lot of the pictures are modelling, so you're smiling and things anyway. But I, I do think already you just look 
happier. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm almost annoyed at myself that I didn't feel like that then. Yeah. Because maybe I wouldn't have been so insecure and maybe I'd have been right, right, I'll just go to another agency and carry on. Yeah. But I was so like, I'm not right for this. And I just retreated back. And really, if I'd have kind of been going through this then. Mm, yeah. I don't know, maybe we don't know how things would have turned out. But then at the same time, I do feel like I needed to kind of find Go myself. process. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And come back better. You were so young then as well. Yes, so very young. It's difficult, I think. Um, do you ever straighten your hair now? No, I haven't straightened it. Actually, the last time I straightened it was when I got when I graduated because I was worrying again, how's the hat, <laughs> how the hat going to fit? But I looked after actually on YouTube and a lot of girls were like pinning, like making pins in the hat and everything. But yeah, I think it's that perception of I'm dressing up. I need to have my hair straight. Yeah. That's only just gone. I've only just started going out when I do go out with curly hair. I know what hair. you mean though. Yeah, I for do. a long it's time. Weird, you isn't do, it? Even, even if you are kind of transitioning, you do think... My hair, you know, if, I'm go- if you're going to be dressed up, then yeah. your hair needs to be straight. Yeah. Or I, even to this day, I still feel sometimes in certain occasions that this curly hair is not sort of sophisticated enough or classy enough looking. Mm. I, I often feel like it's, it's still perceived as quite wild or yeah. it's yeah. a particular kind of look that I don't always want, which is yeah. crazy. And that's what happened on my wedding day. Like yeah, you exactly the same thing. I just didn't think it was bridal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no, it's true. It's you kind weird, of have this idea it? in your head of what, yeah, what, what bride look like and, and what, what going out is. on a night out yeah. with your makeup and your dress yeah. on and you want to feel like sexy and yeah. I don't really feel sexy yeah. with this big curly hair, which mm. is stupid. It's but bad, isn't it? I feel like I'm moving away from that. Yeah. I've got a wedding in a couple of weeks and I'm definitely going to wear it curly, but Yay. then I'm like, well, what dress can I wear? Yeah. But then it's like, you know what? This is you. This is your hair. Mm. Any dress that you want to yeah, wear, you exactly. can wear. Yeah, totally. I think you mentioned before about role models that helps massively and for me it was when I saw Solange's wedding yeah. that I was like yeah. damn it why yeah. 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 Same, yeah. don't I wear a cape and trousers yeah. and have my hair curly yeah. who were your role models or who have you been looking at that, you, that have helped you with all this um, to be honest I, when I first went on YouTube it's, it's a YouTuber called Alyssa Forever Okay. So I, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and they were like, buy this, buy this, buy this, chop all your hair off. And I felt <laughs> no. like she was the only one that was saying, you don't have to buy the expensive products. You can try this. This will work. And it was cheap. And if you want to grow your hair out and not chop it off, you can do that. So she was the first person that I was looking at and thinking, right now, I don't you have to. Yeah, to her. I could yeah. relate to her. Um, in terms of like celebrities and kind of looking at them, I don't really... I can't really think of anyone that's really stood out for me that's kept that's got hair like my mm. probably texture. Mm. It's even like really afro black yeah. women that are yeah. embracing it. There's no like, you know, Beyonce as a, a light skinned black woman, yeah. she's not really embracing it. Wow. Even Mal B now, because she, she was when I was younger, I used to she was scary yeah, spy. She was the one. She's not embracing it as much anymore. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's we're, we're the first ones that are like out there yeah. trying to trying I to do it though, that's it I think we've kind of hit the nail on the head there really I, f- I feel like because there's been no role models out there in the public eye celebrities whatever um, that's why the rise of YouTube and YouTubers has helped so much because we've kind of created our yeah. own role models yeah. I guess yeah. um, just through sharing ideas is that something that you think you'll do YouTube? well I've tried like three times now well <laughs> twice I've done two videos and I'm like watching it back I'm like I can't I can't just cope with this. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know if I'm ready to do that yet. I do want to do it and I will do it, but 
I think I'm going to just keep writing the blogs and potentially do quite a few podcasts and even might do my own podcast and then slowly progress to the YouTube videos on hair anyway. I might do videos on other things to kind of get me used to it and then, Mm. because hair's just going to be me. I think I might do one with my friends or something at first, (laughs) but it's just like a Q and a or something like that rather than just me doing my hair. So we'll see, but I have got a lot of things to offer in terms of the knowledge that I've got now and what I'm doing with my hair, mm. but I'm not sure yet whether whether I'm going to put it out there or not. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that you've got a blog. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Yeah, so I've only um, recently started the blog. I've been thinking about it for years, but again, it's something that you just, something holds you back and yeah. you've just got that fear, but I just thought, no, just go for it. So the first one I wrote was modelling and modification, what we spoke about earlier. Um, and that's just on my experiences with modelling. And then I've just done one on fertility, and my experiences with that. And it's just really sharing for other people to see that you're not alone and mm. also an insight into things that maybe they wouldn't have an insight into. Mm. Um, and I do want to do one on hair as well. But I started writing the one on hair and it, it was that, I felt like there was that much to cover. It was overwhelming. <laughs> maybe you need to like section it up a bit. Yeah. yeah. A few different yeah. blog posts. Yeah. This is it. This is what we thought about the podcast. Oh, we'll start a podcast on hair. Uh-huh. We'll only get a few episodes out of it and then here we are. We have a long one with two. And exactly. there's so many more topics that we want to talk about. Exactly. So. so yeah, maybe I'll split it up into like childhood and yeah. how I felt going through that phase of my life and then, you know, going to like the modelling industry mm-hmm. and then maybe after that I'll do now. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I'll do three on it, yeah, because it's it is a big topic and there's a lot to speak about. Yeah. What a journey. I know. <laughs> I know. Still going as well because I'm sure as I go into the modelling industry, I'm going to be like cringing again as they straighten it sometimes, even if, you know, it's a well-paid job and yeah. I've kind of got my head around that it's going to be straightened that day. I still think I'm going to be like, oh. But I guess the key thing is then, like you said before, you know, you now know how to look after it. Yeah. So straightening it isn't all no, bad, but you know no, what exactly. products to use, you know how to protect yeah. your hair when it's being straightened. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying I'll never wear my hair straight yeah. ever again because I definitely will. Yeah. There's sometimes where I do want to wear my hair straight, but it'll be probably once or twice a year and not every day. Yeah. Mm. So, and, and your hair can handle that. Your hair can probably handle a little bit more than that, but mm. every also, day. I think it's good that you're talking about all this and as are other models, because there's been quite a few interviews over the last few years of black or mixed race models talking about their experiences and just being a bit more like, I'm not going to have this having my hair ruined. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I have done in the past. Because I think it's making the industry... Maybe not as quickly as we'd like, but I think it is making people wake up and making hairdressers take a bit more responsibility for yeah. learning their craft fully. Because yeah, definitely, I just think if you're a hairdresser, you should really be able to do all deal with hair. hair. Deal with hair. hair. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to check out Jade's blog, it is called model2mother.co.uk. And some of the topics that you'll be talking about. Hair transitioning, fertility, my modelling experiences, getting pregnant, um, travelling with a baby. The list goes on, really. Excellent. <laughs> so, Fantastic. Yeah, check it out. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks Thank you. Much, Jade. There are some women out there that transition you know maybe do the big chop yeah get all become all natural and then they go back to the dark side (laughs) (laughs) i wish i'd have like found someone that we could get to talk about that and maybe that's something for the future 
those who go back. Who go back. Um, back to the crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've definitely come across women online that have done that. Yeah. That they've just, they, they've done the natural thing. They've just got a bit sick of the processes of looking after it. And because it is so different, isn't it? I think that's the it? thing, it is And a they've process. gone back because they're like, actually, I've tried that. I'm not into it. And I'm back I'm relaxed when I'm happy and I think you know good for you I think do you yeah exactly what's important is you know what they've tried it and decided it's not for them and they're doing the hair that they think is right for them as long as you're not you know having a particular hairstyle because somebody else is telling you to then yeah good for you I would love to hear from someone that's done that so get in touch if you're out there definitely because they are out there I've I've seen a few definitely on (laughs) on Instagram (laughs) Well, we hope you've enjoyed our first episode back all about transitioning. If you have a story that you'd like to tell us about your experience of transitioning or reverse transitioning or, (laughs) yeah, if you've done a big chop or not done a big chop, you know, we're just interested to hear how it's been for you, basically. Um, Do get in touch. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. um, Just use the hashtag main of your own. Cool. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks talking all about the business of Afro hair. I'm so excited for that one. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.